What's going on, family? This is Pastor Sergio Chavez, and I just want to thank you for tuning into the Hope Centered Podcast. We hope that you're blessed and encouraged by today's message. What you're going to be listening to is the message entitled The Attitude of Gratitude. You know, oftentimes we take the little things for granted in life, and so I want to encourage you to appreciate, give thanks, and praise for everything that God has done and will continue to do in our lives. Until you learn to be grateful for the things you have, you will not receive the things that you want. Okay, I got two with me. Praise the Lord for the two. I'm going to say it again in case you're falling asleep already. Until you learn to be grateful for the things you have, you will not receive the things that you want. You've got to be grateful. Gratitude is an emotion expressing appreciation for what one has. We have so much to be grateful for. Yes or no? We have so much to be grateful for each and every day, but the reality, here's the reality, is that constant life demands, struggles, worries give more room to defeat than to a heart of thanks. Or we forget that in the midst of busyness and pressures, just to pause and to give thanks for all that God has done and continues to do in our lives. You ready for the statistics? Ready? Watch this. This is very impressive. And I believe Pastor Fran shared this early in the year, but I'm going to bring it right back for you. Research shares that humans have anywhere from 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. (laughs) If allowed, 80% of those thoughts are negative. So we have 16, uh, excuse me, 12 to 60,000 thoughts per day that run through our heads from the moment we wake up, even when we're sleeping, we're constantly, we're dreaming and we're, think, we're thinking and we're, we're going about our day, we're constantly thinking about things. And if allowed, 80% of those thoughts can be negative. Now, what, how do we express all of these thoughts, these thousands and thousands of thoughts? If they're all negative, what tends to happen is it translates into complaining. All right, I got my front row with me. It seems like I'm going to have to come down with me. It's all right if you talk back to me. You can nod your head. Let me know that you're still awake. If something speaks to you, just do like this. Let me know that you're receiving the message. What we tend to do is, 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 is allow our negative thoughts to translate into complaints. Uh, but now it's a little sophisticated. We don't call it complaining now. We call it what? Venting. complaining on my Facebook anybody anybody just ever you ever seen those paragraphs praise the Lord for the paragraph people like the long 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 essays is somebody approaching what are you complaining about I'm not complaining I'm I'm venting but here's the thing What we do with these negative thoughts is we compile them and we let them sit there and we complain about it and we vent to everyone that we know. But 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 here's what happens. I'll never forget this day. I've shared this story before. I was in a restaurant with my wife and 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 we we like to enjoy enjoy our meals and 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 we love to have great service. Anybody like me that you just get happy when you know you got a great server in a restaurant? Don't you like when they when you come in and they just greet you and they're smiling right here, right this way, and they sit you down and, and. Anybody like me, you just get happy and joyful when you get great service, right? They don't even, those restaurants where they don't allow you to, to, to pour your own, you know, they don't wait to, for you to ask. They just come and, you need anything? They're just pouring out. I just love it. Just thinking about it. Get me excited. I love it. 
I'll never forget, I was in a restaurant meeting with my wife, and our service, great. He's this young man, and he's taking good care of us, and, and he's serving us. He's being very attentive. But I noticed that there was a table near us that was just, just, just treating him so poorly. They were, they were so rude to him. I can, I can see it. From, from where we were sitting, they were just being nasty with the young man. But he, he, didn't, he didn't react in any sort of way. He maintained his, his composure. He was very professional, and I was highly impressed. I had to commend this young man. He came to our table, and I said, listen, man, I'm noticing, I'm noticing that those people, they're not treating you very nicely. They're being very rude to you, but, but you're not, you're not uh, reacting in any sort of way. You're, you're, you're keeping your composure. You're keeping it cool. I said, how are you doing it? And he told me it's because I understand the law of the garbage truck. I said, what in the world? I never, can you break this down for me? I'm a pastor, so I like to use things so I can form my messages. And I was like, I'm not going to give you credit, but, but I'm going to say it's mine. <laughs> he said, he said, I share with you the law of the garbage truck. Well, even pastors do that, you know what I mean? <laughs> the law of the garbage truck is this, is that most people, all they do all day, every day of their lives is compile trash, negativity, bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, hatred. They, get, they go around compiling these things and they look for where they can dump their trash. And if you allow them, they'll dump their trash on you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm not alone. If you're not praising the Lord in that moment, it's probably you, but praise the Lord, we're praying for you. That's why we're discussing the attitude of gratitude. That's, that's why you're here. <laughs> and so people are collecting this trash, and as soon as they see somebody that they can just dump their trash on, they're going to do it. And if you allow those people, they're just dump their, their trash on you, their negativity and their resentment, because it's contagious. As soon as you come around somebody negative, all of a sudden you turn negative. See, the opposite is also true. When someone is grateful, it's contagious. You can tell when someone is grateful because they transform a room. They transform the atmosphere of a place. I always say that there's a difference between a thermometer and a thermostat. A lot of people are like thermometers. In other words, that they let the temperature in the room dictate their climate. Y'all gonna catch it. But a thermostat changes the climate of the room. What are you, a thermostat or a thermometer? A thermometer says if people are negative, well, then we're just going to be negative. If people believe we can't do it, well, then, then we must not be able to do it. But, but, but I'm a thermostat. When I go into a room, I believe that we can change the atmosphere. I'm going to come with an attitude of gratitude. I'm going to be optimistic. And when we're, when we're in church, I'm going to lift up my hands because I can be down and I can be discouraged. But I believe that when I praise the Lord and I lift my hand, I'm changing the atmosphere. The law of the garbage truck. And he taught me about it. And I said, I'm going to carry that and I'm going to teach on that. See, here's the thing. Gratitude. Gratitude impacts marriages, impacts relationships, impacts ministry, impacts business. You have to, you have to understand that relationships struggle when there's a loss of gratitude. Marriages suffer when there's a loss of gratitude. I've counseled so many couples, so many marriages. And I'll tell you, whenever they sit down with me, I say, all right, go ahead. Start sharing your problems with me. And they go on and on and on and on. And then I finally ask the question, after I hear an hour of everything that's going wrong, about what their partner's doing wrong, about the things that's just happening, everything that's going wrong, I say, all right, uh, can you tell me if you love this person? And they look at I they just pause dead in their tracks. Yes, I love them. Why? And for a moment, it's just quiet. 
because they have to they have to now muster to think because what it is they just they just in your brain you've wired your brain to simply look at the negative look at the faults look at what's happening wrong and you've wired your brain because it's easy to just complain have you noticed that it's it's difficult to look for the good in people I'm speaking it real. Y'all looking at me kind of crazy, but I'm going to go ahead and preach to myself. I'm receiving my own word. I'm going to give myself an offering. Praise the Lord. Uh, 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 it's difficult to look for the good in people. You have to work, but, but, but that's why we're here. We have to cultivate an attitude of gratitude because watch this. Your attitude will affect your altitude in life. Grateful people are successful people. I've never met a person that's successful that looks at the negative and everything and focuses on it and dwells on it and just harps on it and goes to sleep thinking about it and wake up, they will get nowhere because when you just focus on the negative, it paralyzes you. You can't move forward and your marriage can't move forward as long as you're negative. <laughs> it's mighty quiet, praise the Lord. Your business will not succeed. It will not go to the place that you envision it if you are negative, if you are constantly complaining, if you're constantly venting, you're not going to go any higher than where you've been. And I'm believing God for 2018 that it's our year to soar high. Is there anybody with me? It's going to be our year to soar high. And if we want to go higher, if we want to elevate, if we want to reach new heights, then we have to adopt the attitude of gratitude. I want to share some scriptures with you. Uh, do we have that up? Look at what the scripture says. Because all throughout the Bible, in the Old and New Testament, there's, we're charged to adopt the attitude of gratitude. We're charged. The, the Bible comm commands us. The Bible encourages us to adopt the attitude of gratitude. Look at, look at what, what David the psalmist wrote. He said, praise the Lord my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. Praise the Lord my soul and watch this. Forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all of your sins and helps your disease. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Our relationship with God weakens when we lose gratitude. That's why the psalmist is writing this prayer. He's expressing this prayer. But really what he's doing is he's encouraging himself. He's reminding himself. He's, he's speaking to himself. Anybody ever, you had to speak to yourself? Anybody, don't leave me by myself. You ever speak to yourself? Anybody ever have to encourage yourself? Because you feel like you're not getting the encouragement. You have to encourage yourself. David, a man, the Bible says that I was after God's heart, but yet he suffered. He went through tribulation. He went through many trials. So he had to encourage himself. And look at what he said to encourage. He said, if we could go back, he said, forget not his benefits. He was saying, he was saying, David, don't forget everything that God has done for you don't forget the doors that he opened for you remember when you prayed for that door to open now that you're struggling once the door is open don't forget that he opened the door don't forget that you were praying for your relationship and now you're in it and it's a struggle and it's tough but thank the Lord that you're still in it you may be struggling in your faith but thank God you're still here forget not all the things that God has done has God done anything for anybody in this place if he woke you up this morning he gave you life he gave you purpose he loved you he's saying don't forget what he's done for you already he had to encourage himself. Now, let, now, now let's move forward. Psalms 106. Praise the Lord. 
136, 15. Watch this, Psalm 136, 1 through 5. Give thanks. This is another chapter. He's saying, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks. Thanks. Here's the word. Thanks. Thanks. Thanksgiving. Praise. Gratitude. This is what's happening here. He's saying, give praise. Give thanks to God of God, the God of gods. His love endures forever. I don't know if anybody gets excited, but his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders. His love endures forever. Who by this, by his understanding, made the heavens. His love endures forever. What he is expressing is gratitude. Now I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down because this is the challenge. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Because God desires for you to to have an attitude of gratitude. But what do you have to do? You have to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. What does this mean? To cultivate an attitude of gratitude, that means when you feel like complaining, shift your attention to something you're grateful for. Take time to contemplate on what you're grateful for. In other words, shift your complaints to praise. Shift your complaints and your venting to thanksgiving and to gratitude. In order for you to cultivate an attitude of gratitude, you have to be intentional. You have to work at it. How many know that it's not easy to be grateful? How many know it's difficult? Let's be honest. So that means that you have to turn the switch on. That means when you wake up in the morning, wake up saying these words, Lord, thank you for another day. It's so easy to wake up and you look out the window, if any of you got windows in your bedroom, and you see it's raining, and you just tell you it's going to be a terrible day. Ah, look at everything I have to do. You look over at your spouse, ah, I'm still here with this person. Keeping it real. Ah, I got to go to the job that I hate so much. Oh, I got to see those people that I hate so much. And oh, I got to deal with this. What would happen? Just, just putting it out there. What would happen if you shift your complaints to praise, to thanksgiving, to gratitude? What would happen? What would happen? You've got to cultivate it. That means through the good and the bad, you've got to cultivate it. Not only is it biblical, watch this, not only is it biblical to adopt an attitude of gratitude, but it also reduces the stress hormone called cortisol by 23%. Research conducted at the University of California, Davis, found that people who work daily to cultivate an attitude of gratitude experience improved mood, and energy and substantially less anxiety due to lower cortisol levels. Anytime you experience negative or pessimistic thoughts, use this as a cue to shift gears. Going through difficult times, but I'm still grateful. I'm going through difficult times, but Lord, I still thank you. See, it's very easy to give God praise when everything is going well. It's very easy to say, thank you, Lord, when you get the answer that you've been praying about immediately. But what about when you have to wait on an answer? 
What about when you don't get the results immediately? The challenge that God has given us today is in the midst of the waiting season, give praise anyways, because you don't have to wait until the battle is over. You can give God a praise even now. Please bring me a bag over here, man. In life, we go through bitter situations. In the water, please. In the water right there, right behind you. We go through difficult situations. We go through very bitter experiences. It's been proven, and I mentioned this last week, that during the months of November and December, people often are more depressed, often feel lonelier. And I started to think to myself, why is it? And I started doing my research and I just started reflecting on it. What happens towards the end of the year is people start reflecting on everything that happened in the, in the months prior. And oftentimes the first thoughts about the year is the things that went bad during the year. Instead of what went right. Instead of the progress that you've made instead of the good things. And, and so people reflect on everything that's, that's gone wrong and, and maybe the thought is, you know what, I'm still unfulfilled. I'm still single. I thought 2017 was gonna be my year to get booed up. I thought in 20, somebody, some of y'all really received that. And I was like, Pastor, that was for me. We go through real bitter experiences, dreams that didn't quite come to pass the way we wanted it to. Things that have been sour. Anybody ever gone through a bitter experience? Some of you went through the, through bitter experiences and you feel like it, it drained you. Relationships that you confided in and it's towards the end of the year, those people are not here. Bitter experiences. Thought you were going to save, but you got hit financially. Your business took a toll and so it drained you bitter experiences went through difficult times in your marriage in 2017 there's a scripture in Exodus that talks about Moses leading the people of Israel after they've crossed the Red Sea And it says that they were, they were crying out to the Lord for water because they hadn't been able to drink water 
and they came to a place called Mara. And they went to drink water, the waters of Mara, but the waters were bitter. God instructed to Moses, he said, throw a, throw a piece of wood in the water. Bitter experiences. Then the scripture says, they grumbled against Moses saying, what are we to drink? Let's move forward, please. Scripture says that he led them to the water. He said, throw a piece of wood in there. And the waters became sweet. If you allow your bitter experiences to be the thing that you focus on, the only thing you experience is sour things and bitter experiences. But when you give the bitter things that you've experienced to God, he can use it for his good. Scripture says that he can work all things together for the good of those who are called according to purpose. Scripture says that, that he himself will make a way. If you just allow him to work in your life, you've been trying to deal with the bitter experiences on your own. But what if I told you that in this scripture, he led Moses to throw a piece of wood in the water and the waters became sweet. This is very symbolic because he threw a piece of wood in something that was bitter and transformed it into something that they were able to drink. Why is this symbolic? Because this was a picture of what Jesus would do on the cross. It was through a piece of wood, wasn't it? He was crawled. He was, he was nailed to a cross that was made out of wood. It was symbolic because he was saying, you know what, you're, in your brokenness, in your bitter experiences, I can, I can, even in the midst of all of that, I can still use the bitter experiences in your life to watch this, not continue to make you bitter, but to make you better. Can you turn to the person beside you and tell him, don't be bitter, be better. Okay, that was the wrong neighbor. Turn to someone else and tell him, don't be bitter, be better. What if I told you that in the hands of God, he can take your broken pieces and make the sour experiences better. He can use it to form something that's drinkable, something with purpose. And you're saying, God, why did I go through this in 2017? God, I, I, it's hard for me to be grateful because I'm not in the relationship I wanted to be. I didn't see the, 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 the business come to pass. I didn't see these dreams, the ideas. My family is going through these sour and bitter experiences, but I'm here to encourage someone today and I want to let you know that our God is an expert of taking the bitter things in life and using it to make you better. I want to let you know that God can use it and give you purpose if you allow it. Shout out to Beyonce. If you hear this audio recording, Beyonce, I'm praying for you. He's an expert. 
the things that you thought were bitter, the, thongs, the things that you thought were sour. Why did I go through it? In the hands of God. you have somebody I lick the, the, the lemon you don't want that alone these ingredients don't make up for much but the combination of the bitter in God's hands makes something with purpose you've been questioning God why this why that can I let you know that, that Jesus can use the bitter things to make you better? How does he do that? The scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that behold, that you are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things are made new. You are a new person in Christ. Some of you are saying, I'm, I'm battling and I'm dealing with these, with these things on my own because you haven't laid it out before Christ. But can I encourage someone today? Let this be the day that you give your sour and bitter experiences to Christ. Adopt an attitude of gratitude that when you leave this place, you shift your negativity into praise. You shift the, better, the bitter experiences into thanksgiving. Leave this place saying, God, I know I'm still in the fight, but I'm going to thank you anyways. God, I know my family is struggling, but I thank you that you're going to make a way. My God, I wish I had somebody in the house. I know I'm struggling financially, but I know you're going to open a door. God, I'm unemployed, but I know somehow, some way, you're going to make things better. God, I don't know when, but he will make a way. He can take the bitter things and make it better. Through a piece of wood, the waters at Maurah, the scripture says that, that the waters at Maurah became sweet. In Christ's hands, your bitter experiences become better. An attitude of gratitude. What if I challenged you this week? What if I challenged you this week? Practice this. I used to do this all the time with, with my teams. Uh, this is probably something that we're going to do with our team. It's called the no negativity for three. Try this. Try this. Write this down. No negativity for three. For three days. For three days. Practicing no negativity. Just try it. Just for three days. Start tomorrow. Try to practice it. No negativity. Some of y'all already like, Lord, have mercy, Pastor, you. <laughs> I'm looking at your face. He's like, oh, no. For three days, starting tomorrow, whereas normally you would have conversations to gossip, normally you would have, thank you, I got one, keeping it real. Where normally you would have conversations to just spread negative, girl, you seen what she just did? Look what he just, you see what he wearing? You see how he, instead of doing that, just say, you know what? He's all right. Instead of saying, babe, you forgot again to wash the dishes or to say, hey, babe, you know what? I appreciate you. Husbands, wives, if you're in a relationship, 
Instead of telling everything they're doing wrong, what would your marriage look like if you said, hey, baby, thank you for everything that you do? If you're in charge of a team, if you're a leader anywhere, what would it be if you expressed gratitude? Because here's the thing about gratitude. It's not simply saying, it's not simply uh, saying I'm thankful. They know I'm thankful. Gratitude is expressing the thankfulness. It's your husbands, your wives, and your business at your job, where if you lead a team, if you, wherever you are, out in the world, practice gratitude. Do you know when you walk out of, the, out of this building, do you know how many rude and mean people there are in the world? We're praying for them. Just like, just everything, everything just upsets them. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Everything angers them, everything. Why don't we be the thermostats that changes atmosphere? If we're in the grocery store, you see people angry, won't you smile at them? If they help you out, won't you open the door for somebody? Husbands, why don't you open the wife for your door? Remember you used to do that? The door for your wife? I probably said that wrong the first time. I don't know. My brain scrambled. <laughs> Remember when you used to open the door for your wife? Why don't you practice that for three days? The wives not saying amen? amen. Gratitude, 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 expressing it. Smile at someone, give some, embrace someone. Let your kids know that you appreciate them, that you love them. I know that they, they drive you crazy, but let them know how much you love them, how much you appreciate them. Adopt an attitude of gratitude. Express it. How many of you would take up that challenge? No negativity for three. Just try for three days. Three days. Whenever you catch yourself, you're about to say something negative. Be like, no, no, no. Ah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. Andy, God is good. <laughs> Just hold, just refrain, just, just, you have somebody, pastor, I can't help it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I can't help but to, but to say these words, but to be, no, no, no. Yes, you can. Adopt an attitude of gratitude. Praise the Lord. I appreciate these people so much. I love it. I love my family. They drive you crazy, but just praise the Lord. I love my family. No negativity for three. Let's adopt an attitude of gratitude because we're going to see things shift in our marriages, in our relationships, in our families, in our community when we're the change that we want to see in the world. We appreciate you so much for tuning in. If you want to stay in contact, connect with us, make sure to visit myhopecenter.org. You can also connect with us on social media at My Hope Center on everything. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at My Hope Center. Until next time, peace, love, and God bless.